exciting episode of seeing reddit where once a week we pick a random subreddit and talk about that topic for about an hour i'm matt heron it's me jeff kowalski i'm louisa heron and we're coming to you on the fun times network yeah uh, i guess this, that <laughs> could be it jeff you sure could be an impresario i mean i i i wanted to uh, Alter? uh no entrepreneur i think no, that's like general business. I'm talking about like starting a media empire. Yeah, I think that's an entrepreneurial thing to do. No, I think entre- impresarios, right? Impresario? Okay, you don't think auteur? Uh, no, auteur like... does not work with other people. Is well, that true? Yeah, an auteur is usually say... considered a singular artistic voice. Well, I was going to say, Jeff would have to be directly involved with everything to be the auteur, but he yes. is. He actually is involved with all these podcasts. <laughs> I didn't want to be the host of three podcasts on my own website, and instead wanted to inspire other people. Like, I've even told people who are like, mm, I should start a podcast. Like, okay, I'll put it on the web for you so you don't have to worry about any of that. And nobody ever took me up on it. Yeah, I should really do that other idea for a, gr- a great idea for a podcast that I came up with a few months ago that I told you guys about off the air, but I don't want to say now because I don't want to give it away to these nerds. Oh yeah, your your <laughs> podcast where um, three people each give you five dollars, and then they go out and find three people to give them five dollars, of which you take one dollar. Yes, it's a bit of a exactly. triangular sort of system. <laughs> yeah. It's it's called Triangle Cast and it's great. <laughs> uh Louise is trying to have a side conversation in the chat and yeah, I hate but it. It also, it also means she drops out of talking during the podcast when she starts. <laughs> I did typing not things. you dropped that because you were reading it. <laughs> we just interrupt her because that's how uh men are trained to treat the voices of women in society. Yeah. Also, yeah, almost ninety percent of the time when I'm talking, uh, I realize that the other person hasn't heard that I've started talking. <laughs> so that's a big problem that we have with our podcast setup. Uh, I yep. I've made an effort to talk less on this podcast because I uh, don't think that my opinions are good or valuable. I've also tried to talk a little bit less because I think that I'm the kind of person who really likes to talk, but I also hate the sound of my own voice, and so it makes the podcast unlistenable to me. <laughs> yeah. Let's just have a nice, quiet podcast. <laughs> yeah, all we'll right. all be silent this time. <laughs> we'll just quietly sip uh, room temperature tea. Mm. Did you see that episode of uh, Idea Channel where he did that? No. <laughs> I don't know if I... I well, that's when I stopped watching Idea Channel, because I really like uh, Mike Rugnetta, and I really like the Idea Channel in general, but every once in a while he does... It oh, it's a YouTube channel by PBS. Where... <laughs> YouTube channel. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> We're too <laughs> old for that bullshit. <laughs> okay, I will well. never be on board with, oh, I subscribe to a YouTube channel. Oh, I subscribe that. to a few YouTube channels. Yeah. Anyway. Matt and I have similar YouTube <laughs> subscription lists based on the things that we oh, talk God. about on this show. Ugh. Anyway, um, it, but Mike Rugnetta is this guy who sort of examines the deeper, like, philosophical or intellectual underpinnings of pop culture things. 
Um, and it's very, very interesting. It, it goes into analysis of like the the reasons why people like a lot of things um, in a way that is pretty, pretty interesting. But every mm-hmm. once in a while, he'll put out a video that is just so hipstery that it makes me understand why conservatives hate liberals so much, and then I just can't do it. Uh, I really liked the one that came sort of towards the end of the run. I think it was just like in the spring, um, where it's something about like why we need to sleep, and it does it like does a, a time lapse of him staying up for twenty four hours, like mm. just working. Um, I thought that was really interesting, but it's probably in the genre that you just described as foul. Yeah, the one that I was that made me bring this up is that like the day after Donald Trump won the election, which is still upsetting to say, uh, he put up one that was just like, "Hey, everyone's really stressed out right now. Why don't we all just take like three minutes to just sit and think?" And then it was just a three-minute <laughs> video of him sitting and drinking coffee and looking oh, out a window, and I was like, bad. "I could have done this without you, Mike Rugnetta. <laughs> what the fuck?" Oh man, that is very uh, <laughs> self. Congratulatory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I think that we were, uh, we can forgive it. We were all just like, oh, okay, uh, that wasn't <laughs> supposed to happen. What do we do now? Ah! We were all looking for reasons to not kill ourselves that day, let's <laughs> yes. be honest. Yeah, well, uh, that's true. That's still sort of like, you look, <laughs> anytime I read the news, I'm like, did someone make this up? Because it doesn't seem like believable at all that this is the like way things are happening what's really weird is when you read some good news and then you're like i don't know if i can trust this yeah (laughs) people keep saying don't worry this good thing happened and it's irreversible now i'm like well no everything crumbles and dies (laughs) everything's irreversible oh this really progressive mayor got elected in this seemingly conservative town well they're gonna get murdered yeah (laughs) yeah that sounds like a threat louis (laughs) well i saw bullworth i know what happens Listen, yeah. I have to make things in the real world line up with how they are in my head. It's important <laughs> that I do that. Spoilers for Bullworth, by That's the way. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I the only thing I know about the Bullworth is that song "Ghetto Superstar," yeah. which is pretty oh, good. that's a good song. That is a yeah. good song. Although I had the biggest crush on Maya, was it Maya? Yes. When I was what thirteen, or whenever that movie came out, um, I had the biggest crush on Maya, and so I was very annoyed that her part of that song was so short. Yeah, and there was so much pros yelling at you with his uh, shiny grills. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't have complicated feelings about the tiny shirt that Maya was wearing if pro- if what's his face kept yelling at me. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of explains my negative attitude towards sexuality as a whole now, as an adult. <laughs> now that I think about it, I don't think that a boner is a complicated feeling. <laughs> Yeah, but the objectification of a woman's body to sell pop music is not great, right? Eh. That's definitely a complicated topic, for sure. And we are all too dumb to handle it. (laughs) Well, when I was 13, I was way too dumb to handle it, is my point. (laughs) It's a good thing you didn't have a podcast. Yep. Oh, man, can you imagine? There's gotta be 13-year-olds right now recording podcasts. Uh, no, see, this is, is you are ruining the world, the two of you, by subscribing to YouTube channels. Those fuckers have their own YouTube channels, and they put up their dumb opinions about how... Mike Ragnetta is older than right me. Right on YouTube! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, 
you're right, but we, us subscribing to the YouTube channels uh, are synonymous to, like, baby boomers listening to, like, Mike Wallace's uh, podcast or something. Like, we are not watching the things that kids are into on yeah. YouTube. We're watching basically PBS shows. I wa- Everybody yeah, I watch on YouTube. YouTube culture, so you're part of the problem. Know. Everybody I watch on YouTube <laughs> is older than me. Yeah, I think that might be true for me as well. Speaking of YouTube, Matt, what have you done online this past week? Well, not YouTube-related, but podcast-related. So, upcoming is the third episode of a podcast that I very much enjoy called Till Death Do Us Blart. Oh, yeah! uh, Which comes out (laughs) once a year on American Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Um, And it involves uh, the McElroy brothers and the guys from The Worst Idea of All Time listening to, or sorry, watching uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 and then talking about it every year for the rest of their lives. Um, and so I, to prepare for that, I listened to the two previous episodes, um, which are still very good and I highly recommend it. And then I remembered back to listening to the whole first two seasons of the worst idea of all time. Have either of you listened to that podcast? I tried it once. Uh, I tried one episode where they're talking about, I believe sex in the city too, while walking to the store. Uh, and then while they're (laughs) in the store, (laughs) Yeah, so I listened to it maybe three years ago, um, and it's a lot of things, and it's not (laughs) great, but it is fun, Um, but I remember thinking about how, like, unbelievably oppressively sad it was. (laughs) I I think I talked about this in the podcast before, but I like that the more episodes you listen to, the more cruelly ironic the theme song is, which is an extremely (laughs) upbeat, happy song from the movie. (laughs) Well, and every episode they, like, they talk about how they can't imagine continuing to do it. And you know you can see in your podcast feed that there's still more episodes. So that's pretty great. Uh, But here's the thing. When I listened to it three years ago, the the cruel sadness of it sort of beat me down. And I was like, I don't think I can keep listening to this. But I just started listening to it again. And it kind of matches my mood about the world. And so I kind of feel... I don't know. It's it's hitting me in a much different way this time, and I might keep going. <laughs> so uh, the first movie they watched was um, Grown Ups Two. Yes, and then Sex and the City <laughs> Two, and then that Zac Efron DJ movie that I heard was mediocre, but not as bad as those other two called We Are Your Friends. And yes. what have they watched after that, or are they still in the We Are Your Friends year? No, now they are doing. I believe it is uh, Friend Zone. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I don't know. It might be. Wait, hang on. I'm gonna look through the the feed. Yeah, friend zone. I don't know what it is. I've never heard of that. It In my might mind, be... I would like to believe that they've broken free of their format and they just uh, talk about things as friends now. Is that too hopeful? That may be the case. I <laughs> yeah, now know. the podcast is just called the friend zone. I <laughs> mean, it's not. It's still called the worst idea of all time. I don't think so. Episodes are all. T- so they used to title all their episodes either Grown Ups 2 Dash and then the name or Sex in the City 2 or whatever. And now they're all just called Friend Zone Dash whatever. So hmm. that must be the, yeah, the one. Huh. I've never heard of this movie. They uh, Maybe it, they've it broken might, their minds. Yeah, I mean, it might not be a movie and that would be fine because I hope that these guys, they're genuinely very funny and very weird guys. And <laughs> yeah. I hope that they aren't going to just 
torture themselves into microphones forever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like we are. Yeah. Are we? We're not going to do this podcast forever. I, this is my promise to you, the listeners. We will stop making you hear this at some point. I keep thinking about, like, when should I end my podcast that I do? Because, like, I've done... I've recorded now 108 episodes of Creepypasta and done it for over two years, and that seems like too many of them. I guess if you're not enjoying it anymore, that's when you make a plan to get out. Were you ever enjoying it? Uh, Yeah, that's the (laughs) thing, is the only reason I kept doing it beyond, like, a dozen episodes was because people really started listening to it a lot. Uh, Mm. And now I get, like, 2,000 listeners per episode, and I don't want to just let all those people down. Yeah, it's... (laughs) Like, it's, I, I feel like I'm doing a bad job and they should listen to something better, but I've, I've trapped them into listening to my bad show. (laughs) You can't have imposter syndrome if you become successful. That's, that's the main problem with imposter syndrome. I'm not even successful. Like, I grew up, I grew, I, listen, I grew up in a town with more than 2,000 people in it. Like, and it was, we didn't even have our own post office. Listen, your brain obviously thinks you're successful enough to start sabotaging you (laughs) so you are successful okay i'll just have to do it forever then (laughs) how many more creepy pastas are or creepy pastas are there that you haven't done already functionally Uh, infinite (laughs) turns out there's only 10 actually yeah because that seems like a natural end point to me uh if like the fact that we broke into the stories posted on the no sleep subreddit means that we have uh, probably, like, the fifth most popular subreddit of posts to go through all of them. <laughs> so there's well, there's no shortage of content for the show. You could, you could a start problem, do- though. You could start doing episodes about, like, huge swaths of those stories at a time, though. Just be like, <laughs> today we're talking about creepy strangers. Okay, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we ran into a problem. The last one I was on with our friend Judd, uh, we ended up discussing a no-sleep story that wasn't a horror story at all. It really did not count as a creepypasta. Yeah, it was just sort of like like a prestige drama about child abuse, but uh, written yeah. in like the format of a no-sleep post. Does yeah. Christian Bale still die at the end? Oh, uh, I don't think he dies at the end of The Prestige. Uh, he dies every five minutes of the Prestige. Remember, <laughs> remember that, that, that's Hugh that. Jackman. Oh, is it? No, it's not. Hugh, Hugh Jackman's the other one. Christian Bale is the one that there's two of him, and that's yes. how he does the trick. Right, and the one of them dies every time. No, Hugh Jackman is the one who replicates the trick by going into Nikola Tesla's uh, cloning machine and killing one of them every time. Whereas Christian Bale just had a twin who he pretended didn't exist, and that's how he did the trick. I don't think that's right. I don't think that that's the plot of that movie. That's I promise well, you. Well, two different movies, right? What's <laughs> that? What's the same? There's The Illusionist, and there's The Prestige, and they're no, all the I've never seen that at the same time. I've never seen The Illusionist, but yes, that is an example of. I believe I was talking about this on. Mm. Creepypods day yesterday when I was recording it, weirdly enough. Uh, So this is uh, an example of that with that episode. Twin films is what that Mm -hmm. phenomenon is called. That's such a strange thing, like Deep Impact and Armageddon. Yep. Or like that movie where Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger are brothers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just brothers, regular (laughs) brothers, and nothing's weird about it. Well, I could... (laughs) 
I didn't say the name of it because then that ruins the point of the joke. I would like to point out that the times that you guys have given me shit about spoilers, you just revealed the plot of that movie, which I have not seen, to it's a all the years listeners. Ago. Yeah, yeah, I've re- revealed stuff that's old, and you have complained anyway, so I get a free pass now. You just I wait. Don't think, you I don't remember. Wait, com- you wait for I this. don't feel like Jeff or I would complain about something. <laughs> <laughs> I only revealed more spoilers because Matt got the spoilers wrong. <laughs> but I the movie sworn. did come out in 2006, so. Yeah. I could have sworn Christian Bale was the one who dies every night. And maybe I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. Well. The thing is, the prestige is that then at the end, Alfred sees him at that Italian cafe like he thought he was going to, and is he dead or not, no one will ever know the prestige. It turns out everyone's dead because that nuclear explosion was way too close to Gotham. (laughs) Yep, uh, as we both learned on our favorite YouTube channel, The Game Theorists. Yeah. Well, I knew it before that, because if you can see a nuclear explosion, you're too close to it. I don't uh, pay attention to movies. I just accept the world that they're presenting to me as true. So if they see a nuclear explosion like 10 feet away and they're like, this doesn't hurt me, I'm like, of course. Yeah, it doesn't. (laughs) It just gives you superpowers, that's all. I know I've complained about these things before, but I I started watching like... um, everything wrong with which is another youtube channel where they point out all of the mistakes that are made in <laughs> mm. certain movies yeah. i do and... know about this youtube channel and i do not like it go yeah, on yeah they've been coming under fire lately for um being overly critical of unimportant mistakes in movies yeah yeah that's fair but they do sometimes point out some pretty big ones and after watching a few of those it's hard to turn off that part of your brain and mm-hmm. I'll be watching a movie, and I think I talked about this on this podcast before, but uh, when you watch a Captain America movie, and you realize that his shield is probably the most expensive part of military technology that the United States owns, mm-hmm. and yet he, he's just, like, setting it down on tables and walking away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of how we treat tanks in combat so we like we can't okay. bring them anywhere so if like we don't need them anymore we do just kind of ditch them that is a fair point but if there was tank singular <laughs> i don't think we would be as cavalier about it yeah but if only one guy could use tank are you gonna tell him where to leave it uh every goddamn person picks up that stupid fucking shield in those movies i really like that scene in winter soldier where the winter soldier catches it with his metal arm and i'm a little disappointed that they put it in the trailer because it's a really cool moment but also that part of the trailer made me go oh god damn i need to see this movie (laughs) speaking of trailers i saw thor this week and me too i wanted to say that too go on sorry it's really, really a shame. I know there's no way they could have kept it secret, but it's really a shame that the Hulk is in the trailer. Yeah. Because the uh-huh. way that builds up to a reveal would have been so cool if you didn't know what was going to happen. Yes. Oh, man. That and, would have been and incredible. They are clearly teasing Incredible. It. I get it. Yeah. I thought the same thing as soon as I said it and was like, <laughs> oh, are- no. <laughs> they are clearly building it up like you're supposed to be nervous for Thor that he's mm-hmm. about to fight a big monster like the directors of this movie did not want the fact that Hulk was in it to be in the trailer yeah. I'm 100% and then when those green fireworks explode it's like there's a clue for you except yeah. you already know <laughs> yeah which is a shame 
Speaking of which, another thing I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. for Thor, and uh, Jeff already disagreed with me on Twitter, which is fine, but <laughs> I want to point out how criminal it is that A, there wasn't more heavy metal music in this heavy metal-ass movie, Agreed. and B, I can't believe, I went back and rewatched it because I was, like, absolutely floored by the fact that they didn't use, so the climax of the film, no spoilers, but the climax of the film involves... Thor sort of being reminded that his main thing is that he's a thunder god, uh, and then hitting somebody with a lot of lightning. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they didn't play the song Thunderstruck is (laughs) mind-blowing, because it's perfect for that scene. And the lead-up to it is like, he keeps flashing back to thinking about his dad, and his dad talking to him, and walking quietly along the, the cliffs. And if it was like... If it was doing that part at the beginning of Thunderstruck where it's like, uh, 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 under that, you'd be like, oh, this is a nice song for this scene. And then you would realize what it is and it would be fucking so cool. I'm, oh! I'm convinced that the... into the Hulk now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we made him angry. Oh, well. We, so... he, said, he said we wouldn't like this. <laughs> yes, and you don't like me when I'm angry or at other times. <laughs> I am convinced that the producers at Marvel have a rule that ACDC songs are only for Iron Man. But that is so fucking stupid because it's like it's like somebody traveled back in time and found uh, ACDC and were like, hey, there's going to be this movie that will be perfect for this song. Just write this song for us so that we can put it in our movie. And then they didn't do it. And I can't believe it. <laughs> I, I think like you, Matt, need to make a fan edit of this. I'm going to, and I've never done it before. I'm going to learn how to make a fucking fan edit just to put that goddamn song over that scene. <laughs> fucking, that's how angry I am. And then the rest of the movie just plays in the background silently while you yell about how angry you are the rest of the time. Yes. I think exactly. they should have gone one level weirder and more confusing and played the Black Sabbath song Iron Man over that scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be pretty good. Uh, Louisa, what did you do <sighs> online? I have been uh, building a level of unnecessary anxiety because I found Oh, oh word, of... you too? <laughs> In general, yes, but this is a weird specific thing. Uh, I follow a lot of food blogs and recipe sites and stuff on like social media. So uh, since mm, 10 days ago, let's say... Uh, they've slowly been ramping up how anxious you should be that you're not ready for Thanksgiving yet. Every mm-hmm. single one of them. And it's really getting to me. And every time, and they're like, only four days left. You're like, you're, you're not ready. You didn't start defrosting your turkey. And I, I feel that anxiety like, oh, you're right. And then I'm like, I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I'm yeah. not making Thanksgiving dinner. What I am doing is making Thanksgiving dessert, which is pie and cookies, which I can bake in a regular week anyway. I do that all the time. But I have this terrible anxiety about food now all of a sudden. Yeah, I was. Uh, I went out to Target earlier today to get like milk or whatever, and Jen was with me, and we were, and it was like weirdly crowded at Target, mm-hmm. and we were like trying to figure out why, and I thought maybe people were starting their Christmas shopping or something, and then Jen suggested that maybe people were like getting ready for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. but they are, you don't, oh, yeah, and th- that's almost <laughs> certainly correct, but you don't have to. It's not yeah. like Christmas where you need time to like wrap things between buying them and like yeah. the best time to buy your thanksgiving stuff is the day before thanksgiving well right? they, we'll might, they might run out 
as all yeah. the websites tell me, you had to buy your potatoes last week. Because what if they run out of potatoes? You have to buy your own, only the very freshest things you need right before no. Thanksgiving. Okay, but every <laughs> grocery store I go to on the weekend after Thanksgiving has like, you know, 90% off all of this shit that no one wants to buy anymore because it's after well, Thanksgiving now. the plants don't know that Thanksgiving already happened. <laughs> They're still making potatoes. <laughs> they just haven't gotten to the store. That's the thing. I'm just As saying. we know from Jeff's horrible pumpkin debacle of 2017. Yes. <laughs> uh, did I talk about that on the show? Um, how on so. on Halloween I went to go buy a pumpkin so I can make pumpkin pies like later in the week, and four grocery stores I went to did not even have a pumpkin between them. <laughs> they didn't even have a place where pumpkins would go. <laughs> Uh, so everything's terrible, but I don't have to worry about food, even though websites tell me every single day that I should have bought butter already. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, but there's not, no one's going to run out of butter. Did you hear about the butter shortage in France? I heard about the one in Scandinavia a few years ago for the butter diet. Yeah, this year there was one in France, (laughs) only like a few weeks ago, and they were like, oh my god, croissants will like never exist again. We can't eat (laughs) breakfast anymore, and now we've all starved to death. (laughs) yep uh but yeah i i hear what you're saying but i still feel like people are like oh every holiday you need to buy your whatever's way ahead of time that must be true for thanksgiving too and i just don't feel like it is well here's the thing though like i have the things i need so i'm not worried but there have been times maybe twice in my whole life that i've been cooking but there have been times when i'm like well i'm gonna go get canned pumpkin and make pumpkin pie and there's no canned pumpkin (laughs) Yeah, that I guess that's true for extremely specialty things, but most of the stuff you get for Thanksgiving are, like, butter or broccoli or something that, like, yeah, everyone's got that somewhere. Like, you're gonna be able to find it. I don't know. On Friday is when I did my shopping for the week, and uh, people were going nuts over that butter. There was hardly any left. I got what I needed, but I don't know. You got yours, and then you got out. Yeah, I punched a kid in the face and left. <laughs> He wasn't even anywhere near the butter. You just felt like punching a kid. You were riding that butter high. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool world. <laughs> oh, butter, butter high would be a very stressful school to go to. <laughs> and why? Because everything's so slippery. <laughs> oh, but you skate from one class to another so fast. Yeah. You're in the I... middle of a test and your pencil shoots out of your hand. <laughs> hey, at least you can make that special coffee. Uh... Is that what I didn't, eating, I didn't have a follow-up joke. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know what that even was. <laughs> oh, there's the coffee that you I put butter that. in that people like. Yeah. No, I mean, I got it. It just, it wasn't really a joke. It was just a thing you said. <laughs> yeah, we were just saying butter things, so I wanted to say one <laughs> yeah, to feel included. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> you know what they still have at the grocery store? A bunch of those little uh, turkey-shaped butter sculptures. And Ooh, the cute. saddest thing I can imagine is if they run out of regular butter and you have to buy one of those expensive <laughs> sculptures to melt down to put in something else. <laughs> All right, Jeff, what did you do online this week? Uh, the moment I've been waiting for. No, I didn't do much. Um, <laughs> as as listeners will know, uh, I've had I've been a MoviePass subscriber for uh, one month and nine days now. And so far I've seen... Um, Mother, It, Kingsman, The Golden Circle, Happy Death Day, that new Blade Runner, 
Uh, the overlooked Jackie Chan movie where he fights the Irish mafia for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> that movie, that movie kicked ass. Jackie Chan gives like the performance of a lifetime as a sixty-five-year-old man doing doing kung fu on a bunch of BBC extras. Um, Do you think he'll ever get a lifetime achievement award from the Oscars? He did last year. No way! Seriously? Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, when he got it, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess there is no Oscar that he would win, and that's when I got it in my head that there should be Oscars for uh, stunt performance, and then he would have been winning Oscars for 40 years. That's true. Wow, I can't believe he won. Good for him. Yeah. He absolutely deserves it. Yeah, he won an award specifically for uh, creating a love of movies in audiences, which I think is a really (laughs) sweet thing to say about him, because it's true. I think he's absolutely the Charlie Chaplin of our time. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he's one of the... It's like... Or maybe uh, Buster Keaton... it's like incomparable because he's a physical actor in a way that's totally different. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't know how to fight, but also is basically just like you put him there because he has a body that moves away around in a way that like audiences want to see. And Jackie Chan has that, (laughs) but not because he's all beefy, but because of how he moves. Yeah. 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 Okay. (laughs) Um, uh, Doug Jones has that. I don't think he knows how to do any Kung Fu though. I don't What's know. his he's... skill? Being really tall? And that's the guy, right? Yeah. He's, he's, like, super duper. I think he's got, like, three or four degrees in dance. Different ah. styles of dance. Huh. Uh, and he apparently... Uh, I read a bunch of interviews with him when I found out that, like, he was in way more stuff than I thought he was. Um, and, yeah, apparently he, like, didn't even want to do movies. He wanted to be a dance teacher. And then he got cast as the zombie in Hocus Pocus. Uh, and they were like, make up a new way for zombies to move that's not the way that they have done in movies up until now. And so he did, and he did a really good job, and then since then, basically every movie, he, like, invents a new way for human bodies to move. Yeah, he, um, he plays one of the Penguin sidekicks in Batman Returns, which, uh, Mm -hmm. Matt, that's a movie you're familiar with that I'm not. Uh, I think he's credited as Tall Clown. Yeah, that was last year, though. <laughs> so you don't remember it anymore? <laughs> yeah, that's so long ago. I can barely remember what happened last we, week. We talked about how the Penguin had an inexplicable murder circus, because uh, <laughs> Tim Burton loves murder circuses. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. I also like that that is a Christmas movie. I yeah. love that I, I try to watch it at least once every Christmas season. Oh, so, let's see. What did I see on MoviePass? Um... In the past week, today's Sunday the 19th, I saw Justice League before we recorded last week, so... Oh no, sorry, I saw Justice League on Friday. I was looking at my calendar wrong. So since then, I... Yeah, I was gonna say, it wasn't out last time we recorded. Uh, Unless you got an advanced judge's copy on account of your uh, membership in the Writers Guild. Yeah, that's true. I got a screener and I just watched it at home. Uh, No, I, I saw Justice League, which I thought was going to be extremely bad... Um, then I heard it was was only mostly bad. (laughs) Then I heard it was kind of good. And then the Rotten Tomatoes score came out uh, and it was 43%. And I was like, oh no, it is actually bad. And then I went and saw it and had the last swing of this emotional roller coaster. And it's a fairly enjoyable movie. That's good. I mean, that's certainly head and shoulders above most of the DC 
movies that oh, yes. have come out. Uh, Superman has maybe five minutes of screen time in this movie, and all five of those minutes are better than Wow, any... spoilers! I might need to bleep that out, that's much, so much of a spoiler. He's I'm a in little... the trailer! No, he's not! They yes, have... he is! He's they... in a field talking to Lois in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, that's her dream. Like, yeah, that's they a cut... flashback. Yes, Jeff, you... I'm a little I've bit angry at you that you spoiled that for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I knew it was happening, but I didn't... Uh, like, I didn't no, say anything no. that he does in the movie, just that he's on screen for five minutes. Mm-hmm. And that those five minutes are more pleasant than anything he did in Man of Steel. Alright, fine. Like, that's... It it's fine. Like, you don't know anything about his appearance except that he's in the movie, which was already in the news and trailers. Yeah, I suppose. Man, that dude's got a weird nose. Mm. Uh, he doesn't look as weird as he does in all those stills which are coming out now of them trying to remove his mustache. He <laughs> he looks he looks at, like as normal in this movie as he does in other movies, which is like normal. But in for some reason in Man of Steel and in the shots I saw from Batman v Superman, he just looks so like someone made a face wrong. But I like I guess it's just the expressions that he was making in those movies because it does not yeah. it's not a problem in Justice League. There's I mentioned scene... this before, but I can't get over I saw him on the Tudors. I used to watch the Tudors, and he's just a handsome actor. And then in as Superman, as fucking Superman, he looks so sickly and dehydrated all the time. It's crazy. Yeah. There's a scene in Batman v Superman where he gets into a bathtub fully, like a full bathtub fully clothed, and it's supposed to be like a romantic thing between him and Lois Lane. Gross. But I was thinking about how great that would be to sell him as an alien who didn't really understand human ways. (laughs) Perfect. Yes, yes. where's a Superman movie that's more like Splash? That's what I always wanted. I would love it to be a thing where, like, He's in the bathtub fully clothed and Lois comes in and then she's like, that's not how people bathe. And he's like, what? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I'm not from here. I want him to be constantly eating Reese's Pieces and playing that one song from Close Encounters, just like whistling it all the time. (laughs) Building that mashed potato tower. (laughs) I would like, I would like there to be certain blind spots in Superman's like knowledge of things though given that he has he's always been an alien well he was fully raised as a person though yeah oh yeah aliens don't have personhood i forgot louisa (laughs) only humans can be people (laughs) well what i'm saying is if you're like oh well i didn't learn that in school because i didn't go to your earth school no he did go to earth school he did do that yeah but like think about things that you had to figure out on your own that weren't necessarily taught to you i mean like are you talking about Kryptonian masturbation right now? <laughs> I mean, I guess that could be one of them. But I was thinking about, like, you know, like, I guess they kind of touch on this whenever Superman becomes vulnerable and he has to feel pain for the first time. And he's like, ah, like, <laughs> I hate this. Yeah, like, oh, man, it turns out this always sucked. Does this happen all the time to everyone? Why do you deal with this? Yeah. But I mean, like. I think that it would be kind of cool if if Superman didn't get glasses. Like he's he he never really understood that your vision could get bad because he never had to deal with that. <laughs> but his parents both wore glasses. Like he would understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even or if like, he didn't, he'd have a bit of empathy. I think. He's yeah, that's monster. like saying I shouldn't be able to understand glasses because <laughs> I have good eyesight. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you don't really, oh you God. don't really get it, Jeff. Yeah, that's you true. Never I don't really think understand. I don't think Superman would. I think he would like get it even less than a normal person. So I see where you're coming from because when he looks through glasses, he can just look through the glass. It wouldn't distort his vision. <laughs> yeah, I, I also think like think about. It, it, for his whole life, when it's cold out, he puts on a coat for show. <laughs> yeah. Well, are you saying that he doesn't get cold? He might. I don't think he does. I mean, he can chill in space, and that's cold enough to kill mm. people. That would be a really interesting take on Superman, because in that way, that's a little bit like uh, hiding parts of your identity, like maybe hiding your sexuality, so constantly being aware of what kind of performance you're trying to do. Yeah, or you could flip it and have there be a thing where, like, he doesn't, like, at some point he realizes, like, oh, people are uncomfortable when it's snowing out. Like, <laughs> I never put that together. I just thought people like to wear these clothes in the wintertime. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I guess it's a lot of just stuff you don't see because there's not comic books and movies about Superman as a kid when he would first learn all this stuff. Well, there are some hilarious old comics about Superboy. Yes. They cover a lot of this stuff. Insane. Uh, yeah, they, stuff. they get really into Kryptonian <laughs> masturbation. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's why Lex Luthor hates Superman so much, is et cetera, et cetera, rest of joke. Yes. That <laughs> <laughs> didn't really land. <laughs> yeah, but the alternative is Jeff making a joke that the punchline is Kryptonian masturbation, and we've already hit our limit of two of those. So we Three need now, I guess. Three, yeah. We'll I have guess. to get a special rating on iTunes. Yeah. All right, let's get into these subreddits. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I got r slash spec art, which is yet another speculative art uh, subreddit. I believe we've uh, gotten a few. Uh, I don't know if we've talked about any. I don't know what that means. Because to Um, me, speculative would be you make it assuming someone will buy it, but that's not what this is, right? Yes. No, this is as in speculative fiction. Uh, oh, encompassing like sci-fi real. fantasy. Where yeah. you're like, okay, okay. I'm going to draw a flower, but what if Hitler won World War II? <laughs> yeah, so the flower is in the shape of a swastika. <laughs> no, yeah. the flower is exactly the same, but it exists in a world where Hitler won World War II. Uh, you can see a oh, tiny okay. little Hitler in the background enjoying the flowers <laughs> Reflect- in the field. <laughs> reflected in a drop of water on the petals of the flower, you can see the third Oh, rank. because it's a point of view picture, and you were Hitler this whole time. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> we Some... accidentally created a really good art piece. Oh, wait, hold on. No, we've just done DIY Twilight Zone again, 80 episodes later. Oh god, yes. not even DIY Twilight Zone, because that was an episode of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> that was at least every fourth episode of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> So speculative in the subject and not speculative in the making a piece of art. Okay. Yeah, because making art on spec is also a term, as you've alluded yes. to. Yep. What so did I you get? I, I got... got... <laughs> I didn't specify who. <laughs> yeah, no, you shouldn't laugh. You should say, oh, darn, I made a mistake and made our podcast less good to listen to. <laughs> This is what we were no, talking about earlier really about funny. being ashamed of uh, mistakes or being like, oh well, mistakes. <laughs> no, it was hilarious yeah. that it happened. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> to me. Uh, 
Uh, I got. Now uh, you're afraid to say anything because I'm going to talk over you. Go on. Fine. You go. You you go. go. I was going to say Louisa go, but you started talking at the same time. Jeff is the tiebreaker. Louisa, you go. Go now. Go. All right. Here we go. R slash Blink 182. Hell yeah. Which is a band. A shitty punk band. Hooray. They were enough after my time that I was like, people like this shit. But then people like five years younger than me are like, yeah, good. I like this. I yeah, do they like were, this band. They were very popular. Um, uh, their most popular album came out 20 years ago uh, when I was in maybe like fifth grade. But then uh, like they had some poppier albums come out when I was in high school. And that was why they were still popular for people like me who are, uh, what am I, eight, nine years younger than you? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, nine. I uh, I read an article the other day about how the pop punk and emo movement created a lot of the shittier elements of the internet now. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of the guys who are terrible on the internet got a lot of their ideas when they were, like, preteens from listening to, like, uh, Fallout Boy writing a lot of songs about how all women should die in plane crashes and things like that. Hey, listen, really I specific. think... <laughs> well, there is, they literally have a song uh, called Writing Postcards from a Plane Crash and in parentheses, Wish You Were Here, um, mm. which is a very convoluted way to say, I hate my ex-girlfriend, uh, yes. as as most uh, songs in that genre and era were. You know yes. what's really a shame? And I've seen that a lot from uh, male artists, where they write a song like that when they're like 22. And then when they're older, they're like, I really wish I hadn't written that. I see now how immature and uh, hateful it was, and I certainly don't think that way anymore. But there's always a new 22-year-old who's like, yeah, this is right. Well, exactly. That was exactly what this article was about, was like, (laughs) it doesn't matter if you grew up because you still made this thing that in, you know, even teens that are becoming teens now are listening to this and being like, yeah, it is it's okay for me to want my exes to die. <laughs> like, yeah. that's an okay feeling for me to have. <laughs> yeah, I'm lucky in that I felt, uh, I didn't like that genre when I, when I was young, specifically because it read as overly whiny. Um, I was still, like, a bad teen who didn't know how to talk to girls right, um, but I did not approach any of this music until after I had realized that uh, these are not, lyrics to be emulated (laughs) yeah i mean that's the ultimate irony of it isn't it like you these are all these songs about these guys who are like overly whiny and super duper sad but then rather than saying like maybe there's something wrong with me all of their lyrics are like and so everyone else in the world deserves to die especially women (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get blaming sort of that that emo and pop punk genre, but uh, I think that a lot of our modern Nazis can more be blamed on heavy metal and J-pop. I think I think somewhere between heavy metal and uh, like emo is the the home of the 4chan contributor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so like Tool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've put our finger on the problem with society and it's Tool. <laughs> well, before yep. we get too deep tool, into this topic... Tool makes people tools for, from RollingStone.com. <laughs> uh, Matt, what was your Reddit? My Reddit was r slash Airbnb, uh, which is de- devoted to the very bad home sharing website. I've never tried this. Have you guys tried it? 
No, no of because it's not. very bad. It costs. <laughs> I don't it, know. It costs as much as a sleazy roadside motel or more, except you have to stay in someone's home. And also, <laughs> you like. It's bad for you because you might get murdered. It's bad for the person whose house you're renting. It's bad you might for might murder them. Yep. <laughs> you're definitely going to spill so bong water all over their couch. <laughs> it's bad for the economy because it drives up rent prices. The only person it's good for is Airbnb and fuck those guys. Yep. Nice. Yeah, they have uh, really bad policies <laughs> about hosts. Um, I was just seeing something from a creator who I follow on Twitter about how she was not allowed to, uh, she was denied service because they dis- the host discovered that um, she's a transgender woman um, because she's a public figure who like writes for TV and so went on this uh, horrible transphobic screed on Airbnb, like reviewing her profile or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, and Airbnb I'm, just leaves that person up and lets them host other people and does nothing to keep their customers safe. And many studies have shown that Airbnb is inherently racist because people who are terrible can look at a picture of you before deciding if you should rent your house uh, or not. <clears throat> and then people in certain parts of the country don't allow people of certain colors to rent their house. Yep. Uh, and rather than doing something about it, Airbnb is just like, oh well... Yeah, there's this really weird thing uh, with startups online where they're like, let's treat our thing that isn't social media like it's social media. I signed up for some fancy new job website, and not only did they force you to upload a profile picture, it also had a face detection algorithm that would <clears throat> say, hey, this photo doesn't have a face in it. You need to upload something that has your face in it. Like, oh, what? I couldn't just upload a blank. I think that's illegal. Isn't that illegal when it comes to applying for jobs? Uh, If I was applying for jobs directly, sure. But this was signing up for a Mm. job hunting service, which is how all of these things get around their uh, laws. Like, oh, it's not a taxi. It's just ride sharing. It's not a hotel. It's just an Airbnb. I I think you could sue these people for a lot of money, Jeff. Uh, and, and I mean, that <laughs> I, and should. I filed, like, I, fi- I filed complaints with the, um, what is it? I think the Department of Human Rights takes the complaints in New York State for if a job application, uh, asks for your salary history, which is mm-hmm. against state law in New York, and I saw it on an application to the Home Depot, which is... <laughs> Like, that's, that's not crazy. even, like, a small company yeah, who could get away with it. Yeah, that's crazy that they wouldn't know that they don't have a team of lawyers who are like, let's strike this from the New York applications. Yeah. I ended up <laughs> not going through with it because I was going to have to talk to someone on the phone to give them more details about the complaint, and yeah. uh, I just decided not to. Yeah, that's yeah. the downfall of a lot of uh, fights against human rights violations, is it's like, you have to talk to a person. Yeah. I, I would be willing to if it was something I actually, like, cared about a lot, but it was just like, ah, who am I helping by doing this? Like, I DM'd Home Depot on Twitter and was like, hey, just so you know, you have this on your job application and it's illegal, and they didn't respond. It's a lot like, um, there's that whole movement of, like, people sharing how much they make with their coworkers because 
the, there's the mm. implication that that's not something you should do, but it's not. But actually, yes. it's very good for you to do that. <laughs> yes, um, it is against it's... federal law to punish people for talking about um, their income with their coworkers. Right, and it it would be better for everyone if everyone knew what everyone else made. But yep. that would require me having a conversation with my coworkers about how much we make, <laughs> and yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I think you the ha- problem with that is, if it turns out there's a huge discrepancy, then one of you has to try to fight the system then, from that point yeah. on. Yeah. And that sucks. It's, yep. you as an employer are not even allowed to dissuade people from talking about their, uh, their salary with one another. Yeah. yeah. But luckily, society does it for us. Hooray! Yes, th- thankfully, uh, you don't have to follow <laughs> laws, actually. <laughs> if you have enough money... You no longer have to follow laws. Yeah, companies don't have to follow laws, especially now that there's no one to enforce literally any of the laws anymore. Yep. Uh, Okay, so which of these three Reddits are we going to do? I I would, of the three, most like to talk about Blink-182, mainly because one of the founders of the band within the past year left to uh, research UFOs professionally. What? (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Uh, spec art <laughs> is interesting to me, but we did do that one episode about... I think imaginary it? art or something? Was it was imaginary no, monsters? It was specifically oh, it like... Monsters. No, it was specifically like post-apocalyptic or like... Um, oh, what was it called? Let me look at the related subreddits and see uh, if it's there. It was like... It was something World building? Punk. It was called something punk. Oh, oh yeah. Cyberpunk. Yeah. Was it Cyberpunk. No, we maybe. might have done cyberpunk, but yeah. we've done some other kind of punk too. I think cyberpunk. Well, now we're gonna sure. do pop punk with Blink One Eighty Two, you guys. <laughs> so that's we've landed on that. We've agreed here. Oh boy! Sure. I think that will right. give us our highest SEO for this episode. Yeah, <laughs> sure. People who don't actually want to listen to our show. Yeah, <laughs> fuck those guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, um. Yeah. I mean. Okay. Listen, I've had a lot of conversations with people about Blink-182, about whether they're good or not. And I obviously don't think they're good. But they're not as bad as they could be. I mean, they're not the worst pop-punk band. Yeah, they're not good Charlotte. I thought their video where they pretended to be a boy band was kind of funny. Remember that one? They're wearing white clothes on the beach. That sounds familiar. I mostly remember the one where they're like running through the streets nude. It's another really. popular video of theirs. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, it, it just seems... I mean, they were very juvenile, which yes. is part of why they were popular, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think that it is extremely fun to mock them for how uh, juvenile they were compared to how up their own asses they are now. I remember them uh, maybe starting out, or when they first got really popular, they were uh, part of the backlash against um, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, because mm. their video, the one I'm talking about, uh, was on TRL, like, and people made an effort to make sure that that was above those other two bands, often. <laughs> I cannot believe. <laughs> it's funny because I was alive for this, and yet it's like when people tell me about living before refrigerators were invented. <laughs> I cannot believe that there is a real time in human history where people gave a shit about the rankings on Total Request Live on MTV. That's crazy. Yeah. I 
have a friend who was literally just on TRL like three weeks ago. <laughs> um, what? Because TRL came back no. like sneakily. No, I um, can't have. <laughs> he was on Good Morning cool. America and TRL because he went to New York Comic Con in a very good uh, Pennywise costume, <laughs> and so they had special Halloween episodes of those shows and had him come on dressed as Pennywise. Oh man. <laughs> And then he sang songs from uh, Rocky Horror. What? I don't get it. Because it's Tim Curry. Oh, no, the new Pennywise, the good one. Well, whatever. <laughs> I mean... Uh, I like to say that specifically because I will never see that old It, even though I'm certain Tim Curry does a fine job in it. <laughs> Tim Curry does a fantastic job in everything he's ever done. <laughs> yes. I think we've Absolutely. talked about that on at least half of the episodes of this podcast. Yeah. Even in, like, the that that lesser Adams Family movie where he plays Gomez. I'm sure he's good in that, right? (laughs) Probably. I will never see it, but yes. That video clip, which makes the round sometimes, and I always retweet it if I see it, where I think he's doing, like, a, um interactive video game he's like recording parts of that yeah we've definitely <laughs> talked about this on this podcast was this, before is, this must yeah. be a wing commander sequel right something like that but he says uh, i guess he's the bad guy yeah i'm gonna go to the one place you can't <laughs> yeah. catch me <laughs> oh god the way he delivers those lines oh he's amazing yeah <laughs> he's had a very strange career I love how little he takes himself seriously, but he delivers mm-hmm. everything as if he takes it very seriously, but he clearly doesn't, and that's a great, delightful combination. Yeah. <laughs> I think the most recent thing that I've seen him make, he was in an episode of Psych a few years ago, and he was also in an episode of Poirot, where he's like a really swashbuckling archaeologist. It's amazing. Okay. <laughs> They're doing new Poirots? No, they finished the whole show, but uh, this one's from not that long ago, maybe five years ago. Is it still the ones with that guy who has been doing Poirot for, like, our entire lives? Yes, of course, David Suchet, and he's finished the show. Like, he's done every uh, book Poirot did, including Final Curtain, his last book, where he dies. Spoiler alert. Yeah, he looks so sad in the pictures for that one. I know! He's so sick. sick. He's supposed to be very sick. It's a very sad episode. Yes. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, Kenneth Branagh make at least five more, uh, where he plays Poirot with the fakest mustache I've ever seen in the history of film. You know what's oh, really a tragedy about that movie is that he can have celebrities in it, and there are some celebrities in this movie, of course, uh, or in Express, and if he makes more, you're like, oh, he should just have more and more celebrities. You cannot have more celebrities than the old shitty TV BBC <laughs> Yes. Uh, episodes because like Benedict Cumberbatch will be on as some idiot who's uh, inheriting money or whatever because it's just where all those actors got their starts. Yeah. Well, Jen, Jen and I were just like we were gonna go see the the one in the theater, but then we were like, you know what, we want to watch the BBC one first because we really love the BBC series. So we watched uh, the BBC one the other night, and even in that one, there's a lot of celebrities. There's That's like what I'm talking about all of them, and it's great. Be- well. Mm. I don't know. Is it a spoiler to talk about the end of Murder on the Orient Express, given that it was a book that was written a hundred years ago? <laughs> I would say only because it's a current movie in theaters that people may not be familiar with. 
Jeff saying uh, that because Jeff was not familiar with it. Yes, I didn't know and saw it and uh, had not known what would happen in it. And I think that I would like to preserve that experience for others if possible, even though only 100 people listen to this show. <laughs> Fine. Well, anyway, uh, it's very good and you should watch it. I don't know if the movie, the movie that's currently in theaters is anywhere near as good, but I do know and it's not. <laughs> I don't know if it's as good as the BBC series, but I will say I enjoyed watching it a lot, even though Kenneth Branagh has some directorial trademarks that are bad. Yeah, I'm like, sure that... One, like, one, casting himself, two, <laughs> putting the camera in a place to capture the action that the camera should not be, because a lot of, th- of the action is blocked by set pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's... Three Thor appears for a small part of the movie. <laughs> yes. Unnecessarily. <laughs> Weirdly, uh, What's-His-Face plays Odin in this one as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's another weird thing. For some reason, William Shakespeare walks in and shakes Kenneth Branagh's hand and says, <laughs> Thank you, thank you so much, and then leaves. Uh, that's a joke from a Blackadder <laughs> movie, by the way, Jeff. Yes. Wait, really? Yes. yes. <laughs> it, like, with Kenneth Branagh and everything? Yes. Well, kind of. I mean, Kenneth Branagh's not there, but they make a joke about him. Huh. Blackadder travels back in time and meets William Shakespeare, and then says uh, he that Kenneth Branagh sends his love, and Shakespeare says, I don't know who that is. And then Blackadder says, he's going to be very hurt that you said that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, the and easiest Shakespeare joke in this context is, is played by Colin Firth, so that's great. That's true. Colin Firth <laughs> is great, you're right. Oh, he's a guy I like to see in movies. He was... Uh... He's good in movies. Yeah. Yep. Oh man, I got a game at, at uh, PAX Unplugged today called Marrying Mr. Darcy, where you play the daughters <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and you, it's a card game where you just try to marry Mr. Darcy by collecting all of, like, you learn to play the piano to increase your wit, and you learn to, like, <laughs> get the nicest dresses and stuff. It's great. It well, could just be a gender... S- antithetical to the actual plot, which is that she is such a smart bitch that he can't help but fall in love with her. Yeah, no, that's what's good about it, is that there's, like, six eligible bachelors, and they're each worth different points depending on how rich they are, uh, and they all want different things. So you can try to increase your wit to get Mr. Darcy, but he's the hardest one to get. Or you can try to get, like... <laughs> super glamorous so that uh, uh, Mr. Wickham will fall for you, which is mm. not a good No, you don't want that. Is this just a reskinned version of the children's board game Dream Date or whatever that was? <laughs> I don't think so. I was going to say, is it Happy Families? <laughs> you have to match up those cards and try to put your families together? No, I think it's I don't know if there's a good analog, but... uh... It's a gender-swapped version of Love Letter, that very simple (laughs) Japanese card game. That is a good card game, but no, it's not like that. Anyway, uh, we should really talk about Blink 182 because we are over an hour into this episode. (laughs) Oh, yes. Louisa, please read the sidebar. So here we go. The uh, header is a picture of a crying woman with green hair and a man whose face is a skull. And I'm guessing this is maybe album art or something, but it looks yeah, like a Silver Age album art. comic it's book page. Super sort of. edgy, huh? So maybe you if you guys would stop out by how edgy interrupting me and instead 
support me on. Is it a Silver Age comic sort of look? I have no idea if I'm making a correct reference. It yeah, were... it appears to be like pop art in the Roy Lichtenstein style. I didn't Except want to say him pixelated. because he just stole all his Yeah, because uh, he's stuff. a ripoff artist. But yeah, yeah, that's what they're going for, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not pointillism like that, though. It's just, like, blocky color. It's sort of like uh, Silver Age comics by way of Bruce Timm. Sure. Mm. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this is album art from, I think, their most recent album. I'm going to scroll down. Yes, it's their most recent album titled California. Okay. And uh, on the side it says Blink-182, and it's got the... uh, Reddit alien dressed up as three different people, so I'm gonna guess that's meant to be the band members. They all just have t-shirts and, like, different hats, so <laughs> there's that. Uh, One 20... of them has a goatee, Louisa. Okay, fair. <laughs> that must be the new guy. I don't think any of them had a goatee before the one the one guy quit recently. And this is interesting. This board, it says it has 21,000 sexy people. So I guess those are subscribers. And this board does not tell you how many people are using the board right now. Ooh, they don't no, want you I to think, know. I think, the, I think the sexy people are... Wait, I'm seeing... A, <laughs> oh, oh, scroll down a little. It says there's also the number of sexy people online below an ad. Oh, weird. Oh, I've never seen them divided. Yeah, I've never before. seen it split like that. Yes. All right, so there's 129 sexy people online now. They really missed an opportunity to come up with literally any other term, <laughs> like were, every other board has done. There are 130 people taking off their pants and jackets. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's a Blink-182 thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the name of one of their albums. <laughs> All right, I did it. it I kind referenced of, a thing. It ruins the double entendre if you say jackets, though. <laughs> <laughs> well... There's 130 What's My Age again. <laughs> oh, they, it, it always just says 23, and then nobody likes you when you're 23. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a useless feature. I don't even know why they include it. All right. Uh, I guess they want you to know how... Uh, oh, no, you meant your joke feature. Never mind. <laughs> You got too in too deep. You're thinking too much about actual Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, uh, thinking about Reddit a lot. <laughs> uh, okay, what are the rules? All right, the rules are pretty standard. Some of the ones at the end are good though. Uh, there's the usual like, don't make fun of people unless uh, it's obvious you're joking. That's tough because every asshole is gonna think that's eh, obvious that I'm joking. Yep. Uh, also, a lot of people retroactively make it, like, argue mm. that it was obvious that they were joking when they were just being mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't try to sell things. Don't post pictures of YouTube comments. Don't post pictures where the only relevance to the band is the numbers 182. <laughs> 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 I am oh, man. absolutely sure these people get spammed with because oh, any man. idiot who's like, ah, that's funny, that school bus is number 182. I'm going to go post this on the Blink-182 Reddit, which I'm not a member of. I'm sure that happens all the time. Yes. I love when a subreddit has a rule that is very clearly a response to past behavior. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <sighs> okay, are we done with the sidebar? Because yes. I have a thing I need to talk about. Yep. Yes, please. So the top post of all time is titled Probably the Best Costume of My Life, and it is a person in a Halloween costume dressed up as that nurse 
that I guess was from the cover of one of the Blink-182 albums. Oh, I do uh, remember that. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. Wearing a, a nurse costume that is uh, buxom uh, and putting on a blue plastic glove. But this person couldn't have sprung for an actual <laughs> blue plastic glove because they're wearing, I like, that too. see-through blue neoprene, and then it looks like they've colored their hand blue with a magic marker. <laughs> I was wondering what... I thought they just had two gloves on. Yeah, I thought that as well, but if you look, because she's also recreated the butterfly tattoo that the probably model, I guess, in the original picture had on her arm, and if you uh, look at that... A, she's a, a former porn actress named Jeline, Janine Linda Mulder. Okay, great. Well, anyway... I, I just wanted to credit her, since we're talking about <laughs> recreating her famous image. Yeah, but you also revealed that you know that information off the top of your head, so how's your oh, life going? nope, I don't. <laughs> okay. uh, I, I'm breaking the rules right now. Well, fucking stop it, Jim. <laughs> You already broke it earlier, and I didn't call you on it. Wait, when? Anyway, um, she's recreated that butterfly tattoo poorly, uh, drawn as if by a child on her arm in what looks like magic marker, which makes me think that she's colored her hand blue with the same magic marker, which is so crazy! Here's my can... guess, because it looks like it pulls away from her arm where she's pulling the glove with her other hand. So my guess is, it's that fancy holiday saran wrap that comes in different colors, <laughs> and she's wrapped her hand in that because she couldn't find a blue glove, and then put a clear glove over it. Oh, maybe. That's terrible like you can get blue gloves at target for washing dishes yeah just do it yeah that's not like that's an unusual color of glove yeah that's so weird because also she's just printed out the blink 182 logo and like taped it to the front of her uh nurse uniform which is not what the thing is at all but I think fine. that I think that this was uh, a fine idea for a costume. What I do not understand is why it is the top post of all time on this subreddit. Yeah, um, it's not a gr- quite. Yeah, if you're going to say it's not a great costume, I don't quite get it. She's wearing makeup that's mm, average. Like uh, you, you wouldn't think twice of it if you saw someone on the street wearing makeup like that. Whereas I remember, I think that the actual album cover has extremely dramatic makeup. Yeah, I mean, if you want to know, the post, three posts down, is just a picture ah. of the actual album, Happy 14th Birthday to Enema of the State, which oh, I guess yeah, is yeah. the album that that is the cover of. Yeah, um, I guess that post is from four years ago also. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you're right. Like, this uh, this adult actress is wearing the kind of makeup you would expect an adult actress to be wearing in an adult film. Uh, mm. And... It's like this person had a good idea for a costume. This is a good idea for a costume that then they just didn't commit even 50% to it. Like, <laughs> Which, just... again, I'm fine with that. I just don't understand why it's the top posts of all time on this subreddit. Yes. Yeah. Also, why would you go to the extra effort of drawing the butterfly tattoo on your arm but not making it very good and not doing the other tattoos and not doing the makeup which would be way easier she probably just like threw this together for a party yeah, yeah. but and i just like I, posted it because thought she thought people would like it the easiest thing to ever do is makeup so it really bothers me that she didn't do the makeup mm. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I don't want to make it seem like I hate this person, because I don't. It's just, like, it's a good idea for a costume that you you should really commit to. If you want to do it right, you should do it more than this. 
Nah, I'm fine with people doing lazy costumes now. Uh, I I used to judge people about it, but now I'm just like, uh, I'm I'm feeling that. I I definitely. <laughs> oh, it's also... because you started smoking so much weed. No, I just don't want to put effort into costumes either. <laughs> See, that's the only reason to wear costumes, in my opinion, because <laughs> you're going to put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, why would you bother to wear a costume at all if you're not going to put effort into it, though? I don't know. This year I was going to go uh, all out and make an elaborate costume as an old-timey political cartoon, uh, like wear a suit with tails uh, and label it taxes and have like a hat labeled the press. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like, a great idea. Really, yeah. you should be wearing a barrel with suspenders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the barrel is is labeled oil barons or something. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I I just like I it became the week before Halloween and I just didn't want to do it anymore. So I went and bought a red sweatshirt and a hat and uh, overalls and went as Super Mario. And it was fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, but yeah. it could have been good, though. <laughs> like, you had the opportunity to do something that would have been cool, and you yeah, didn't. Yeah, maybe next year. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would like to... I'm about to have a patented Matt Heron hypocritical moment. Oh, here uh, we go. One of Matt's to... classic rants. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait, what? No, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> um, Come on, bring on the rant, I... buddy. I'm not going to rant. I'm going to have a hypocritical moment because I scrolled about halfway down this top board uh, and there's one called My Fiance and I for Halloween where two people have dressed up as the characters uh, from the the drawing that's in the header bar, the woman and the man with the skull face. Um, And I love it because it looks like a community theater production of (laughs) Blink-182. Oh man! Like oh, if if good. they had a if they had a musical like American Idiot, these would absolutely be characters. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. It looks like they're promoting like you know the Chelsea Street Players present Blink 182. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's oh good. nobody got it at their uh, whatever party they went to. They were all like, "Oh, you're a skull guy. You're one of the comic book ones." Uh, in, in everyone on the, on Earth's defense, if they weren't in the car, it wouldn't. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> you couldn't get it. Yeah. It would be impossible. <coughs> um. Uh, so I'm a little disappointed by the subreddit that none of the top posts are the recent. Um, I I guess the polite way to say it would be completely unhinged Twitter posts of <laughs> former Blink-182 guitarist Tom DeLonge. Um, he's long been a conspiracy theorist. Uh, they have a song called uh, Aliens Exist on the album uh. Enema of the State that when you listen to it, you're like, ah, it's a b- bunch of dick jokes, whatever. But then it turns out he really does believe that aliens exist and visit our planet frequently. Um... And uh, has started posting ever since the 280 uh, character count came to uh, everyone. Oh boy, he has been abusing it. See, Um, I'm starting to wonder between him and stuff you hear about, like Dan Aykroyd hunting ghosts now, that uh, when people. Maybe they're all right. Yeah, when people make a crazy (laughs) uh, fantasy or sci fi thing, and you're like, oh, that's funny, what an imagination. 
That is a warning sign <laughs> that we have to take into account. Or maybe when you get famous enough, you rise above the propaganda and realize that aliens are real, you guys. Here, I'm going to be that one in the three of us. Here's yeah. what I am saying. Has anyone checked on Tim Burton <coughs> lately, and is he running a murder circus? Because the signs are all there. <laughs> uh, I think that he's discovered skeletons are real and is in hiding. <laughs> <laughs> he thought that they were just a fanciful thing he made up for movies, but... He discovered. Don't tell him there's one inside him. He might do something horrible. Oh man, that explains why the next movie he's making is called Skeletons Are Real. (laughs) (laughs) I would would see that movie. By the way, if Tim Burton made a movie called Skeletons Are Real, (laughs) especially if the letter R represented the word R in that title, I would absolutely guess. And it's backwards with an apostrophe. (laughs) Yes. Um, I just posted a link in the chat of a. It's lower down on the top list, but somebody doing an infinitely better job of the uh, costume of the girl on the cover of Enema of the State. Like, she's even wearing the bra that the girl wears under the thing. Like, this is 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 the one. Why isn't this the top post? Yes, exactly. That's a good question. It's, it's, I don't understand this subreddit at all. It doesn't have any of the cool links to the weird content I want in the top list. It's all just like, hey, an album came out. One of the, one of them is linking, uh, they have a song on the album Dude Ranch called Princess Leia about growing up with a crush on Princess Leia. And there's the clumsy Reddit eulogy for Carrie Fisher is like number 15 in the top of all time. It's just a link to a song. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I really, yeah. I also don't really understand, especially because, uh, like, we've done a couple band reddits before, and at least, I would say, a third of the posts are about the songs that the band does and how they're good, but none of these are. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. It's I guess like, maybe they're trying to do anything to avoid talking about how that one guy is super into aliens now, <laughs> like they're pretending everything's just fine. <laughs> yeah. what's happening? <laughs> Oh man, he has this thread that is like six or seven posts long where he's like, people believe in religion and ghosts, but (laughs) like, you could just tell it's like, I think it's like post six that he, no, you know what, he doesn't even mention aliens in the thread, but it's all like, hmm, I wonder, like, if you know, you're reading it like, can you just... Can you just say what you're getting at? Like, I, I see what you're getting at. I know what you're doing. <laughs> just say it in a tweet so I can retweet it and make fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's all just like, mm, really makes you think you know, about if Jesus is real, huh? What else could be real? What else is out there, huh? <laughs> what I'm saying is that Jesus was definitely an alien, you guys. <laughs> see, that's you know a pretty there's, good tactic, there's though. You can actually convince people desperate who... people that way. There are definitely people on Earth right now who believe that Jesus was an alien. Yeah. That's crazy, uh, but absolutely isn't, true. Isn't that what Heaven's Gate was about? Is it? I, uh, I guess. I thought, I, there, think... that was, I thought that was more akin to Buddhism, where they believed that like Nirvana was in a comet. <laughs> I think that one <laughs> Not of... Not the band. I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure one of the suicide cults <laughs> believed uh, an, an alien's version of Christianity. Yeah, that's fine. I don't know. It's, I still think I mean it's not, but whatever. 
it's as fine as most religious beliefs are for me. Like, as long as you don't do shitty things with it, fine. Well, the suicide cult part was pretty important to the sentence I said. Okay, fair enough. I guess I'm opposed to suicide uh, cults or whatever. Suicide squads. Can we call them that? Uh, that makes them sound very active. <laughs> Like, they have to all kill themselves with poison so that they can go on this alien spaceship to steal an artifact for Amanda Waller yeah. so that she'll have enough weapons to take down Superman later. It, the only difference is I don't think they can kill themselves with poison. They have to kill themselves while fighting Magneto or some dumb thing. <laughs> yeah, the the adventure. all Like, it has to be suicide by adventure. Yes. And then that's when the real adventure starts. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you can't what, you... go to space heaven if you not vaporized by someone's eye lasers. Yeah, we're putting that on the poster, absolutely. <laughs> what you didn't You can't know... go to space heaven <laughs> what... if you're not vaporized by someone's eye lasers. What you didn't know, ladder man, is that I plan to die on this thing because the real adventure is just starting. <laughs> I think the real Suicide Squad was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> I'm so yeah, excited all for our Suicide Squad. Also committing suicide. It's true. I'm so excited for Suicide Squad two now that we've made it up and it's way better. Yep. Captain Boomerang commits suicide in the first one minute of this new film, and it's the best. I would actually love to read a comic book where supervillains uh, or heroes or a mix of both have to infiltrate hell, uh, so they have to die sinning so they can go to hell and do whatever adventure they have to do in hell. It would Isn't be cool that the if plot it was... of uh, Dante's Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the opposite of the plot. He's no, just touring sure. hell. He just gets a visitor's yeah, well, pass to hell. Okay, he really but... wants to go to heaven with his girlfriend. But Virgil was definitely a superhero, though, right? Oh yes, Achilles is there too, and he's. Uh, some would say extremely Latin professor voice. He's the original superhero. <laughs> I mean, Achilles is. <laughs> Achilles is hardly a primary character in that poem, though. Virgil is the real hero, Look, I think. they had to put him in that poem to set up when he gets his own poems later, Oh, okay? I get it. <laughs> Those aren't going to come until 2019. Yeah. I've heard no. that they're casting the, uh, the new Achilles movie with all black actors, and I'm very excited. Oh, yeah, that'll be interesting. It's a first for ancient Greek uh, poems. <laughs> <laughs> This is really this going is off the rails. Really? <laughs> Blink-182, everyone. Yep. Oh, I like Although this that, one. That Go new on. Black, Black Panther movie does look pretty good. Oh, it yes, I'm good. extremely excited to see that. All the trailers look amazing. Yeah. When does that even come out? I feel like I've been hearing about it for five years. February. I, ah. Yeah, I just saw the, the trailer for it before Thor, which is why it's on my mind. I didn't. That's weird. I wish that I wish that I was way smarter so that I could have a discussion about uh like the reasons behind and like why it's good and bad to use uh like African American cultural signifiers for a movie about uh an explicitly never colonized African nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm very stupid and white, so I don't think that that's a conversation I need to have. Well, yeah, the problem it's a is comic that... book movie, so it's never really going to land correctly on any of those things. <laughs> that's certainly true. And also, I know for a fact that there is a heated debate about the like concept of like techno African futurism being good or bad depending on what side you're on. And I, yes, I also don't feel qualified to know what the the 
culturally appropriate thing to feel is. I'm excited that Marvel's returning to their roots and that the bad guy is just the good guy with a different colored costume on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty good. Although, that dumb asshole guy from um, uh, Age of Ultron is also in it. The, like, South African dude. Andy Serkis' amazing character, Clowl. Yeah, I am not excited about that. It's one of those things where they trotted him out and... (laughs) It felt like the movie was like, hey guys, don't you remember how much you love this character? And I'm like, I don't think we've, I don't think I've seen this guy before. Is he in anything else? And he's not! I'm just glad Andy Serkis is getting some roles where you can see his face and hear his regular voice somewhat. I mean, he doesn't have a South African accent. Yeah, he's doing life. an accent That's... and he's got like scar makeup all over his face. Scar the lion from Lion King, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, he was recording uh, and, both at the same time. He was doing a live action <laughs> motion capture for The Lion King and making this movie. Yep. Of course, I, I say that, and he is in a movie that comes out literally in, like, two weeks, wherein he is a fully motion capture character. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. I know, of course, he's been in so many huge blockbusters, but I think the first thing I saw him in was a uh, BBC, uh, PBS <laughs> production of... Bleak House, the Dickens novel, and he's just a regular guy oh, in that. So yeah, his. It, I think his. Uh, I think that movie Burke and Hare, that incredibly mm. insensitive comedy about the real life murderers, oh, right. yep. uh, with Simon <laughs> Pegg and him, was supposed to be his like breakout. But then immediately after that, he started playing a monkey in Planet of the Apes. So he just went right back to that that honeypot. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to see that, but apparently it's very problematic which is a shame because it's a very interesting story but those people are horrible so (laughs) yeah they turn it into they like i haven't seen it but my understanding is they basically turn it into like an abbott and costello movie yeah that's not good (laughs) yeah it's always a problem never set out to murder people did they (laughs) (laughs) they never set out to but when you read frankenstein you're gonna have to improvise it's fine if it's accidental then it's charming Yep. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Hold on. I just said the tagline to Abbott and Costello versus Frankenstein. <laughs> they never yeah. set out to murder Frankenstein, but when you meet Frankenstein, you're going to have to improvise. Smash okay. cut. Yeah, that's Guys, great. I love it. Print. Just to <laughs> put a bow on all of this, I have a, a question to posit to you before we sign off, and that is this. Given that we've already established that after a little while, Captain Transylvania and uh, Robo... What's his name? Mecha John Henry. Mecha John Henry, Henry, thank you. (laughs) That is probably the funniest idea (laughs) that anyone has ever said in history. Yes. Um, Those two characters, after fighting initially, will become friends, as happens with all superhero uh, stories. Do you guys think, given their history with all Marvel movie or not Marvel, Universal movie monsters, mm. Abbott and Costello would not be the perfect supervillain foils for Captain Transylvania? Who plays them in a modern Abbott and Costello movie a la the Three Stooges reboot that happened a few okay. years ago that no one knows? Kevin James person. and uh, Adam Sandler. I hate it. Oh no, I that's the so worst much. casting I've ever heard, but it might be correct also. Uh, let me hit you uh, with I'm this. I'm gonna say about, Josh, Josh Gad and Chris O'Dowd. How about Kelsey Grammer and David Hyde Pierce? <laughs> Neither of them is fat. What about, uh, what's that guy, uh, James Gor- Gordon? 
Corden? James Corden. Corden? Okay, yeah, James Corden is a basically British Josh Gad. He could do it. Yeah, okay, uh-huh. James Corden and uh, Jimmy Fallon. Are Abbott Costello <laughs> British or American? I've never seen any of their works. Uh, aren't they silent? No, know. one of them yells the name of the other. Oh, you're right. I'm pretty sure they're American, but I'm, I'm not 100% on that, because yeah, I'm incredibly stupid. They're probably American, but also it doesn't matter. <laughs> but... But the, yes, that's French they're speaking, but these Abbott Costellos aren't French. They're American. <laughs> <laughs> no? Muzzy commercial? No, I Sorry. got it. Je suis la jeune fille. I got it. <laughs> yeah, I am a little Abbott and Costello. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's end the show. It's yeah. getting... <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we did... You guys have been complaining about how short our episodes have been. That's not true. No one ever complained. <laughs> oh, okay. So this one's extra long for you. Um, I was going to so... say, that's more engagement than we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely untrue. Um, but hopefully you guys like this episode. If you did, please tell your friends, rate and review us on iTunes. The more you spread the word, uh, the better off everyone will be. So uh, that sounded threatening vaguely. But you know what I mean. Um, so thank you very much for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at SeeingReddit, or you can email us seeingreddit at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at KamikazePilot. If you want to reach me directly, you can go to uh, your email provider and type in the to, the to field Whoa, uh, for the person down. who you're writing it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, what is just... an email provider? <laughs> That's what you would call uh, the person who gives you your email service. Yeah, no, I was, uh, you person. know, a mailman, an email man, if you will. Yeah, uh, I think the Reddit alien is one of those. There's billions that deliver all the emails letter by letter. They have to do uh, it all in one night, or the magic is ruined. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, uh, what was I saying? Oh, you can email me. Jeff at funtimes.online. Go to weaponizedlanguage.com to listen to other episodes of this show or episodes of my other show, Creepypasta, the Creepypasta podcast. Or, I mean, I guess you can listen to that Pokemon show that me and Louisa made, uh, but Mm -hmm. that one's been over for a while. uh, So, no skin off my nose if you don't want to hear it. Anyway, (laughs) uh, it's coming up on the holidays, and I have an Etsy store where you can buy uh, pixel bead sprites. for $5, I will make a little refrigerator magnet, um, and for 7 I will slap an NFC tag on there, and it will be an amiibo instead. Those are available at etsy.com slash shop slash funtimes online. I'll do custom orders or any of the ones listed. There's a bunch of color options. You can get, like, the classic 8-bit Mario, but I've also made Wario and Waluigi in that style just by using different colors. Yeah. Uh, So buy an 8-bit Waluigi from me. That'd that'd be pretty great. Uh, It's the perfect present for someone who you know likes video games, but that you don't really uh, care about that much to, like, put effort (laughs) into your gift. Like, you're obligated to get them something, you know. Uh, Instagram is Jeff JK. That's it. Go ahead, Matt. Now, Jeff. um, Speaking of on-brand, have you considered making some pixelated characters from this show? Like, pixelated (laughs) versions of us or Mecha John Henry? Uh, That would be... Like, I would have to do the sprite designs first in my uh image editing software uh and that would be incredibly difficult because there's no visual representation of what we look like uh or the characters we've created we exist only in audio form 
Uh, so that would be <laughs> more work than I'm willing to put in. I feel okay. like Mecha John Henry just looks like, uh, I hope I'm going to get his name right, Cyborg? Is that a yes. superhero? Yes. Okay. Yes. I can't believe you thought you would get it wrong. His, <laughs> like, powers and appearance are also his name. <laughs> well, there's a million, uh, superheroes, and every single one of them is different in ways that make <laughs> other people very angry. Yeah, don't yes. forget, don't forget that one that is also a cyborg, but he has the powers of Superman, and he is called Cyborg Superman. <laughs> I really liked Cyborg in the Justice League movie because he's all mad. How could there be a Cyborg Superman when Bizarro Superman is like a metal Superman? Because mm, Cyborg Superman not is part metal and part Superman. Wait, he's not metal, but he's all silvery. He's got that weird jaw, right? Uh, he might be made of rocks or crystals or something. I'm, <laughs> oh, it's, unc- it's unclear because in comic books in the 40s, you didn't really have to draw that much detail. But when you're making movies out of it, you really do have to decide what Bizarro's skin is made of. Yeah, what's weird is that modern interpretations of him have varied wildly. So sometimes he's like a clone of Superman instead of being from another dimension. Uh, yeah. In which case, I think he's just a flesh man. That's I think weird. the Bizarro on Supergirl just had some sort of skin disease. Mm, gross. <laughs> okay. So, you can find me on Twitter, at Heronbird, or on Instagram, at Louisa Heron. Alrighty, well thanks everyone for coming and for listening to us drone endlessly about superheroes <laughs> and a little bit about Blink-182. <laughs> thanks to the folks who've been talking about us on Twitter, uh, our, as usual, Tanner and oh, Copper thank you, thank you, and Copper. Turner, thank you, Turner. Uh, all out there doing great work every day. Uh, thanks, folks. Rem- reminding us it's Waluigi Day, recommending our <laughs> podcast, uh, and correcting me specifically. Thanks, Copper. Yes, I was wrong. Fine. <laughs> what were you uh, wrong about? Wait, Tell me. what were you wrong about? I, don't, I didn't see this tweet. Copper had asked about our favorite subreddit a few weeks ago, and oh, uh, yeah. you guys answered, and then I said that I thought that they meant ones that we had done an episode about, but apparently I they see. didn't. Uh, uh, okay. Which is fine. I still think that we should only talk about this show, because I don't want anyone to know that I go to Reddit, not on this show, <laughs> because it's That's... a bad website. <laughs> I I talk a lot about how I use Reddit uh, outside of the show, like, on the show, I'll say that I've used... Oh, no. Yeah. Was I not supposed to be doing that? Well, listen, thing, <laughs> things that uh, things that shame me don't have to shame you, and vice versa, Jeff. So if you're not I ashamed see. of your Reddit use, fine. I'm not. I have a special app for it called Reddit is Fun that is much better than the official Reddit app. Mm, it sounds like it's brainwashing you into thinking that Reddit is fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought Reddit was a cesspool of hate, but this app name seems to suggest otherwise. Oh, uh, we probably should have talked about how they banned r slash incels. Oh, well. Yeah, well, I don't want to give those people any more attention than they already get, so. Yeah. <laughs> Too late. <clears throat> All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming, uh, and please come on back next time. But in the meantime, please remember to keep your pockets on Shrek. Don't read the comments.
Joss Whedon in for the scheduled reshoots oh. and to just like finish up the movie. Uh, he's the one who fired the DJ who was doing the soundtrack and hired Danny Elfman, though. So. <laughs> Is that, Is that good? good or bad? It's, yeah, I don't know. It's very good because it makes all of the scenes that Zack Snyder would have put like dubstep over have a cartoony orchestral soundtrack, and also Batman and Superman have their classic theme songs play when they do a cool thing. I guess that's helpful. However, uh, man, if there was one name you could say to make me no longer more excited <laughs> to see this movie after Zack Snyder, it was Joss Whedon. Yeah, there's <laughs> a couple of... I hate that dude. 